I'm not sure that uh, I've had a, a time in, in my uh, spiritual walk where it has been so meaningful to walk in his steps. As has already been mentioned uh, in our service, uh, we, uh, we join together today. We do not take it lightly. We do not take it for granted. Uh, we uh, join together on Easter, uh, Easter Sunday to worship and to uh, offer our praise and thanksgiving for the fact that uh, Christ is risen from the dead. And because of that, we have all hope. You know, it was just uh, a year ago that uh, we were able to, uh, to celebrate Easter, but we did that in a much different way. We were unable to be together. In, uh, in some ways, this is uh, an historic day that we are beginning to assemble again, to, to come together, and what uh, better day to do that than uh, here on Easter Sunday. And so we, uh, we walk in his steps each and every day, and as we walk in his steps each and every day, we, uh, we find ourselves living out uh, lives that are uh, just as God would have them to be lived in relationship with him. So Easter is a very, very special day, and indeed uh, we, we come together uh, to, uh, to, to celebrate that. Uh, Easter gives me the opportunity uh, to wear my yellow sweater. I don't do that many other times during the year, but with spring and Easter, it just seems like the right thing to do. So we have emerged. We have emerged from our uh, Lenten journey. In particular, we have emerged from Good Friday, and we find ourselves uh, assembling on Easter Sunday, celebrating the grand good news that Jesus has risen from the dead. We did not um, just rest at Good Friday, as important and as significant as Good Friday is. Good Friday is that time where we contemplate uh, we, we feel very deeply uh, the fact of Christ's uh, death on the cross. We know that it opens up that great vista for us to, to, to know and experience God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ, his son. But we do not uh, rest at Good Friday. We make our way to this day. The message of today is that Christ is risen. We did not hold just at Good Friday, but we emerge into this grand day where we, uh, we sing and we pray and we uh, find our hearts lifted with all rejoicing over the fact of Christ risen from the dead. It was June 18, 1815. War was uh, raging in, in Europe. The combined forces of, of Austria Great Britain, Russia, Prussia, they all came together to, uh, to beat back the, the French Empire that was led by Napoleon Bonaparte. The British had, uh, uh, had arranged uh, in that uh, fateful day to communicate what would take place at Waterloo. We all know of the Battle of Waterloo. We, um, we know that on that day, the, the, those who are a part of the British forces were to communicate across the English Channel how the battle went. And so it was at the end of the day, and it was a, a horrible, tragic day. Some 25,000 men were, were lost that day. They were to communicate by a series 
of smoke signals. And so those smoke signals uh, were, were hoisted into the air, at, again, at the very end of the day. And those smoke signals, as they, as they were, were started, basically said Wellington. Now, Wellington was the, the general that led the, the forces that day. He was a, a Brit. Wellington defeated. Wellington defeated. And the cloud cover began to move in, and that was the only message that was communicated across the English Channel. The next morning was a morning much like this morning, and isn't it beautiful, and doesn't it hearten us to, to no end? Those smoke signals were attempted again. Wellington defeated Bonaparte. And all of England rejoiced at the victory that took place. And so we, as a people of faith, do not hold ourselves at Good Friday. For at Good Friday, we, if we just held there, we would say, Jesus defeated. No, Jesus was not defeated. We, we rise on a day such as this, and the signal comes through loud and clear, Jesus defeated death. And so let's hear from Scripture as we, uh, we hear of that grand good news that is Christ, Christ rising from the dead. And we uh, read today from John 20, verses 11 through 18. It's the story of Mary Magdalene and her encounter with the risen Lord. Let's hear this. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? And they have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was a gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Arama Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to your brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is God's word for God's people. Praise be to God. And so we finally made it. Here we are on Easter Sunday morning. We have made it to this great day of Easter, and, and what a day it is. It is a day of great rejoicing. We have every reason to celebrate Jesus is risen from the dead. John records it this way. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. It was very early in the morning that Mary Magdalene 
went to the tomb. In fact, it was so early in the morning that it was still dark, not unlike the way it was this morning when we began the day with our sunrise service. And we had a wonderful time. And the longer that I stood and the longer that I spoke, the colder and colder I got, although my heart was warmed with the good news of Christ uh, having risen from the dead. Mary made it uh, through uh, the darkness all the way to the tomb. And interestingly, she neither saw nor understood. But all of that would soon change for her. As you might imagine, Mary was was filled with grief. And can you blame her? Jesus had meant so much to her. Jesus had literally transformed her life miraculously. Uh, Jesus had... uh, had taken care of the, of the demons that had so robbed Mary Magdalene of life. And now Mary Magdalene was living life to the full, save for that time when Jesus died on the cross. And she was left uh, reeling in her grief over the fact that the one who had revolutionized her life was now gone. And there was no getting around it. Mary was overwhelmed, held, uh, held paralyzed, if you will, in her, in her grief. So much so that she really couldn't see straight, literally and figuratively. In spite of her grief, Mary was drawn to the tomb as if that would somehow assuage her guilt. A few years ago, I was conducting a funeral at Rest Haven Cemetery when I saw out of the corner of my eye a a member of of the church I was serving at the time. She was standing off some some distance in in another section, but I knew who it was. She was standing right there in the front of of her husband's grave. After the service, I I went over and, and, and talked with her and just wanted to check on her and see how she was doing. To, to my surprise, I, um, I learned that she visited her husband's grave pretty much every day. And she told me this, you know, I come here every day and I tell Joe how angry I am for leaving. Everybody grieves differently. And for Mary... She stood outside the tomb. Yes, she was drawn to the cemetery as well. Everybody grieves differently. And Mary, for her, she cried. I've known those who have cried incessantly when it comes to their grieving. And I've known others who have not shared the very first tear. Regardless, Jesus stands ready to meet us in our grief. Mary's grief was was interrupted by a really um, significant uh, turn of events. As she arrived there at the place where Jesus uh, was uh, was buried, uh, the stone that that covered the, the tomb was rolled away. Immediately, she went and told Peter and, and, and John what she saw. She said this, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know where they've put him. 
Peter and John couldn't get there fast enough. Scripture records a, a very interesting foot race. John gets there first, but it is Peter who makes his way into the tomb, and they found there that the, that the tomb itself was empty. So eventually the two left, Peter and John, and they left Mary there at the tomb. The scripture records that Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And maybe the better way to translate that, the better way to put that is that Mary was, was wailing. It was that intense. Most recently, there have been a, a lot of sh uh, tears shed around here. This community has uh, grieved greatly over the past few months in all, all sorts of ways. You know, the un un untimely death of Grant Tucker and Jacob Stover, two young people in our own community, uh, losing their lives very tragically is, has affected us all. We pray for ourselves, for, for their friends, particularly their, their young friends. And of course, we have prayed for their families. The losses all of us have sustained uh, during the pandemic have, have not been easy. We've had to, to, to grapple with those, those losses. We realize that here in this country alone, that well over a half a million people have lost their lives due to COVID-19. There have been other losses as well. There have been uh, lost dreams. There have been lost jobs. There have been relationships that have torn asunder, been torn asunder. Uh, there, there have been opportunities where we would have loved to have been together, and we have not been able to do so. There have been losses all over the place. And in our own ways, we stand outside the tomb, a tomb, a tomb of our own making, if you will, weeping. And if not for the death of a loved one, then because of some other circumstance, maybe uh, for you, family is weighing you down, maybe there's trouble at work, maybe you, you, you find yourself uh, looking for work, maybe you've just heard uh, news uh, uh, about yourself or maybe a loved one about an illness or, or, or some, some sort of uh, calamity that has befallen, it, it very well may be that, it, it, that as you stand outside that tomb, if you will, the rigors of the pandemic have, have really just gotten to you. Take heart. There's hope. If Jesus conquered the grave, then we can be well assured that he will help us to conquer whatever it is that we may be facing. In fact, Paul writes in, in Romans 8, 37 through 39, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Paul goes on to say, for I'm convinced, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are more than conquerors because he is the one who conquered first. In time, Mary didn't just stand outside that tomb, but she turned and, and poked her head into the tomb, only to find a couple of angels seated right there where Christ 
body had been. And right then, they, they asked her, why are you crying? And you know they asked that in such a way as if to say, Mary, you have no reason to be crying. You know, why are you crying? Mary, you have no reason to be crying like you are. Upon that, Jesus, or Mary rather turned. She turned out of that tomb, turned around, and she saw Jesus. Face to face she was with the, the risen Christ. And interestingly, Jesus asked the very same question. Woman, why are you crying? And really we can infer, why are you crying, Mary? At first, Mary didn't recognize Jesus. The scripture is very clear about that. And there are times when, when we come face to face with Christ and we really don't recognize with whom we are, uh, are, are a part. We, we lose sight of, of who he is. For Mary, it could have very well been the darkness of that day, of that early morning hour. It could have very well been that her tears were so profuse that she just wasn't able to see straight, like we mentioned a few minutes ago. I think it's this. I think that her, uh, that her grief uh, clouded, uh, clouded her vision to where she was just unable to recognize the fact that Jesus had risen. She was so weighed down with her grief that she couldn't see life before her. You see, grief always has a way of blinding us to the things that we really need to see. Jesus cut through her grief by calling Mary by name. That was the thing that, that took the tears away. That was the, the thing that took the clouds away, the fog. It, it was Jesus calling her by name. You know, there's something about being called by name. At once, we, we, we recognize that the person knows us and that the person cares about us. Immediately, Jesus called out her name, and Mary knew who Jesus was and that he was there for her. And upon hearing her name called, she couldn't help but share with others who she had seen. Let's say this to one another. Let's admit this to, to one another. We will never experience the risen Savior, if you fail to hear him calling you by name. In fact, if your, your focus is on everything that, that weighs you down, you're, you're apt to miss him and what he has to offer your life. Jesus is calling you by name. Do you hear him? Do you hear him on this beautiful Sunday morning? Do you hear Jesus calling you by name? Jesus is speaking. He's longing to, to lean into your lives. The very one who lives to this day, the very one who has risen from the dead, he is speaking. He wants you to turn his way, to listen to what he has to say, and to experience the difference that he has to offer your life. You know, it was very interesting, just this evening, last evening, of, of coming 
into this room as a part of uh, the, the prayer vigil and just sensing Jesus' presence and his every desire to speak into my life. And I'm so thankful in all the mix of this very busy season of being able to come into this place which was quiet and rich with, with the setting sun and, and knowing that Christ was present longing to lean into my life and to, to speak into my life as I prayed to him. Well, Mary goes on to share the five greatest words that have ever been spoken. I have seen the Lord. They ring through the ages and give us hope even to this day. I have seen the Lord. Now, besides Mary, there were others who saw course there was Peter and John there was Thomas there were the two that walked along the the Emmaus road Paul even records in 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 1 Corinthians 15 verses 5 through 7 Jesus appeared to Peter and then to the 12 and after that he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time and then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles and then last of all as if one untimely born, he appeared also to me. The risen Savior, appearing to, to Paul, who was then known as Saul on the Damascus Road, and Paul's life was, was turned totally around. And as we know, he became the greatest evangelist the world has ever known. The thing with all those who saw for themselves is that they just didn't, didn't just know about the resurrection. They experienced the resurrection. And because of that, their sorrow turned into joy. And so we are left to see as well, to look for the resurrected Lord in our own lives, to be concerned about our grief, to be sure, and to, to allow God to minister to, to our need in the mix of our grief, however that is defined, however that's being played out in your life, it comes to us to see, but to see in a different way, to see with the eyes of faith. Unlike Thomas, you and I um, are really not able to place our hands in the nail prints of, of the crucified Christ. You know, he had that opportunity. He, he was one of those guys that, uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. And Christ uh, obliged him and, and, and gave Thomas the opportunity to, to place his, uh, his hands where the nail prints were and where the spear had pierced his, his side. And it was then that, uh, that Thomas responds, uh, my Lord and my God. So we're, uh, we're called on to see in a different way. We're called on to see with, with eyes of faith. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believe. That's been uh, an important uh, scripture for me for years and years and years. Blessed are those who have uh, not seen and yet believe. That's, it's heartened me. It, it, it heartens me because that's where we are. Christ has said it so that uh, we can see as we believe. 
That passage, uh, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe, assures me that a lively, growing faith puts me at a blessed spot every time. A lively, growing faith puts me right where Christ would have me to be, to see him and to know him, to experience him as the risen Christ. Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 5-7. We are to live by faith, not by sight. Living by faith, not by sight. And by so doing, we will be truly blessed. So it comes to us to believe, and in our believing, we are to live as if Jesus has risen from the dead. Not just to come and, and celebrate and to rejoice and to get caught up in all the trappings of Easter, but to go and, and live as an Easter people. The great reformer Martin Luther once uh, spent three days in, in a deep funk, almost a depression, over something that had taken place in his life, and his wife had really just about had enough. And so she walks upstairs and then comes back down dressed as if she is headed to a funeral. And, and Luther asked her, who's dead? And she replied, God. And then Luther replied just, to, just as quickly, what do you mean, God? God can't die. Well, she replied, well, by the way that you've been acting, I was just sure that he did. What a difference. What a difference is made in life when we live out the fact, the reality, that Jesus is risen from the dead. That we live with that grand assurance that through his Son, Jesus Christ, we can be well assured for this life and for the next. So hear this. The most convincing proof that Jesus has risen from the dead it's a sort of transformation that, that takes place in the lives of those who know him and believe him. Those who, um, who are so touched deep within that their hearts burn with the reality that Christ has risen from the dead and that there's reason to be full of hope and for those that keep their, their eyes upon the, the life to come that just as Jesus has uh, conquered the grave, so he paves the way for our eternal life. So then let's live as if Jesus is risen from the dead. Let's live with, with hope for this life and for the next. Let's live with courage in that Jesus has indeed conquered the grave. Let's live rejoicing in the fact that Jesus is Lord both over life and death. And let's live in the presence of the, of the living Christ who calls us by name. Yeah, even us. He calls us by name and he turns our sorrow into joy. He turns our lives from drudgery into abundance. And in that, we can stand and rejoice and offer our hallelujahs. And as Stephen so aptly led us earlier, we can live as if Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed.
Let's pray together. And God, we do thank you for this grand good news, the fact of Christ risen from the dead. And as we uh, worship you today, we pray that we find ourselves overwhelmed by the great truth of Christ's resurrection, that grief would not uh, have sway, that, that death would, would not be an overriding concern, that we would find ourselves uh, excited and rejoicing and moving forward in all courage, living as if Christ has risen from the dead. We pray, Lord, thanksgiving for the faith that, that we muster deep within. We know that your spirit helps us in that. God, we pray that you help us with our unbelief to the end that we uh, are seeing Christ, the resurrected Lord in our midst, literally at every turn, the one who calls us by name and that claims us as his own. Thank you, Lord, for the great gift of Jesus, the one who lived and died and rose again. Let's stand and lift our voices to the Lord.